0: Hey, are you there? Yes, can you
1: hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> are you using the headphones, the earbuds? Yes, I am, but but now I can't get my phone to turn off. I I hate everything.
0: <laughs> Technology has not been kind to us lately, especially today. It's like mm-hmm.
1: unbelievable clusterfuck <laughs> to the ninth degree. Yes, it's very true, unfortunately. Uh, I don't even know if I can find my notes for this book at this point.
0: (laughs) It's so sad, but true. Notes? Who needs notes? Yeah, who needs notes? Jesus. Well, I do. If we went off of memory alone, I would only be able to tell you the title and barely that. I forget 99.9% of the book that I read as soon as I close the book in the Kindle app. There's something about my brain that's like, oh, that was fun for however long it lasted. And then it just doesn't retain any information. So... If I didn't have no well, i would be royally screwed my
1: brain does the same thing and you know some people say oh it's because the world is spinning so much faster nowadays but you know and then i thought oh is it because i'm
0: old i don't know what it is what does the world spinning faster have to do with anything i don't think i've ever heard that you've never heard that expression see how old i am you've
1: never heard that expression (laughs) no it means that things are just getting busier and busier so it feels like the world was spinning faster and you have less time Mm. okay so they're not being literal no honey they're not being literal (laughs) (laughs) if the world was spinning faster we'd probably all die all right so (laughs) now we get to look forward to see how many times our phone call is going to get disconnected since i had them come out and check my cable lines and make sure everything's ready to go and okie dokie and basically then- the guy the guy says to me they have shitty service don't tell them i told you that there's nothing you can do about it i'm sorry <laughs> yeah, <that's- laughs> That's great customer service. Well, he's leaving. He's like, I've worked here for a few months and I'm quitting already because they're so stupid here. Yeah, it's great. (sighs) What can you do?
0: (laughs) Not this podcast. (laughs) Definitely not the podcast. All right. So should we get started before we start losing connection again? (laughs) Yes. We don't have time to talk, damn it. yeah so let's just jump right in okay uh, go right ahead the book we're doing today is stolen by the warlord by v k ludwig it's book number one in the ash planet warriors series and the book is told in dual pov
1: yes it starts in female's point of view first and what's her name
0: c single Sangal. Sangal. I don't, it's C E A N G A L. Sangal, I'm assuming. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. No shangle. idea. Sangal. Yeah, I don't know either.
1: Every word in this book that is made up because, you know, people insist on making up their own
0: language is going to be difficult to say. Mm-hmm. the book like you said chapter one starts with her point of view she has volunteered to live on a planet called soul and to marry an alien warlord from a race called Jalzar. Her marriage to the warlord, his name is Katato, will ensure peace between the Empire and the Jalzar people. Her father is a political leader and she's always been scrutinized for her actions because of her dad. Even her name translates to bridge between worlds. Kato is a massive dark gray male with midnight blue eyes, a clawed tail, and massive horn. Why do all these alien
1: males have to horns and a tail and a fucking claw at the end of their tail
0: i don't get it either the only thing i could think is his clawed tail kind of reminded me of a scorpion because that's they do what like i thought poking. yes that's so what i thought i don't really get the horn thing because when they fight with other males they don't fight with their horns Oh my so God, i don't know that's what so purpose those- that is funny because
1: last night when i was pondering this question of great importance apparently I was like, why do, they all, why do they all have horns? They don't fight with the horns. I would think Evolution alone would get rid of their horns. It's not like they're rams butting heads. I don't get it. I mean, I she I holds to- all-
0: Is it she just holds handles? Them? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Holding oh on for the God. ride. That's all I can think
1: yeah forget shoulder blades or you know backs we've
0: got horns now Mm -hmm. and he's got that super dark skin but it's gray like ash they say like this species came from the ashes of like volcanoes or something and his eyes are super blue which is kind of weird why does he have blue eyes
1: i read that the planet's made of nothing but ash Mm -hmm. the whole planet
0: Ash is like powdery, doesn't it? Just blow away? I mean, I would think so. And if there's nothing there but ash, and they're talking about solar flares and the sun, evolution is definitely doing them a disservice with the blue eyes.
1: You need dark eyes for that. We are really uh, pressing our luck here trying to have a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) With the
0: technology (sighs) gods spitting upon us left and right. Uh... All right, so should I just get back to it?
1: Just go for it, girl.
0: Okay, so they get to the planet. Her dad isn't even allowed on the planet. Katato tells her that she will be a Eurizaya, which is a warlord's mate, but that mm-hmm. he will not be offering her Zovazai, which is the true mate bond. I had a lot of problems with this book with that those two words in particular because there's too many y's and disease yeah. and yeah letters that i'm not used to well so, that's why
1: they use them so that they feel like they're foreign
0: well it, it worked
1: <laughs> and and first of all can we stop a moment here because i think this is Incredibly important about what that means. What Mm -hmm. does the Zova say is? May I say what it is? Sure. Okay. It's where these warriors take the claws at the end of their tails, stab them in between your rib bones, and this substance that they inject in the woman apparently prepares her womb and makes her receptive to carrying a child. By doing that... The couple then becomes what they refer to as soul-bound. He takes mm-hmm. half her soul. She takes half his soul. The warlord tells her that being soul-bound can reach even beyond death. But because she's a human, they don't know whether it would work with her. And my note says, sad. <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
0: It it is sad because they say that they've never bonded with humans before, but Mm. they're really trying to keep the peace between the two species. And I guess they're going to do it. And I guess this warlord volunteered to have the like earth human bride because he doesn't want a new mate anyways, because he had a mate and she died. So he's willing to take basically a wife, but he doesn't want to take her as a mate bonded person. And
1: he tells her that he already had a child. With his first son, wife, and that that child is going to be the new leader. So he doesn't have to worry about having an heir with her, and that he doesn't plan on giving her this Zovaze or having a relationship with her.
0: Yes. <laughs> I thought, wow, that's awful. It's just a political marriage we find out later in the book why she's willing to do this political marriage i guess you know because her name means bridge between worlds she's like Mm. this is all i was really here for this is like my purpose in life basically it's kind of sad well
1: I think it's really hard for her, too, because she. it says she found out when she was 11 that her father invaded Earth and killed millions of people on Earth and captured her mother. I thought this was horrible that she finds out that her mother agreed to have a child with him in exchange for her freedom. But eventually her parents did fall in love. So I thought, OK, this is horrible on a lot of levels. Mm-hmm. Why did why did they even tell her that? She feels the guilt of her father killing millions of people. Then she finds out her mother was willing to trade her own child for her freedom. The mother's freedom. That's horrible. Her parents aren't great. (laughs) And if her father is the head of the empire and he won the war why isn't he allowed on this planet if he's the victor
0: i think it's part of their like their peace treaty or something like that was the truce or something they came to
1: okay we'll have peace under the condition that you never step foot on our planet Hmm. all right
0: yes yeah i think that's what it was
1: okay and i guess while they're getting to talking and know each other what happens some a warrior
0: interrupts them. Yes, a young rebel male arrives. Uh, he is named Toagi. He is a self-proclaimed warlord and leader of his father's tribe. He is not an official warlord, but he wants to be be recognized as an official warlord. He starts shouting at Katato, and this ends up upsetting Sengal, and he immediately starts to hum for her. As soon as he started humming, I was pretty much a goner. (laughs) I was, like, this close enough to a purr for me.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Because as soon as he started humming, I was almost gone. Oh, that's fun.
0: Yeah, I had the complete opposite reaction. Because she gets distressed. And he, like, instantly has that reflex to calm her down by like and humming for her. her. Yes. I like, pur-
1: I like purring better. Yeah, they call well, it okay. humming
0: in this book, but I just mm-hmm. pictured it as like purring. The chapter one ends with him yelling, I am the heir to my father's tribe and I will claim everything that is mine by right. Woo! okay.
1: Yes. <laughs> We're off to the races, people. Mm-hmm. So
0: chapter two is uh, single's point of view. Still, she goes to her rooms and meets with her lady's maid. They call Wait. it a eye Your, I can't even say this. Yuri. <laughs>
1: I have no idea how to say these words, but before you get into that, I I want to comment before her maid comes in, Mm -hmm. Kato tells her that he will activate the comm stream for her every time she wants to contact her family and i have in capital letters why question mark question mark why can't she operate the comm stream why does he have to do that
0: i don't know okay i i didn't think too much about that other than maybe she can't have the code to the communication unit because that ends up being a conflict throughout the whole book and if she knew the code to the thing of already i don't know there'd be
1: there'd be no story yeah i'm like yes this to me is ridiculous that he whatever but anyway that's then she meets is it mayala Mm -hmm. okay yeah that's her lady's maid
0: yeah yeah we get some background on the world it turns out there's four warlords and towagi is nothing but a thief who killed his older brother to claim the tribe that's how everyone thinks of him some news arrives that towagi has challenged katato to a fight to the death Mm -hmm. so Sangal stays in her room to hide when all of a sudden Tawagi appears from her air vents in her room. He tries to grab her, and she has this nanite technology in her skin, which forms like body armor. He calls them scales. Scales, yeah.
1: She was genetically modified. Mm -hmm. I think this is like common for all humans, right? No, it says that she got it at warrior training. That she was at
0: okay (laughs) her scales don't appear to protect her though and there's some sort of faulty technology with her nanite stuff going on she tries to run and shoot him with a gun but he ends up tackling her okay this is where he stabs her with his tail claw to claim her yeah i did not like this scene I didn't either. It took me a really long time to get over how brutal the claiming was in this book.
1: Yeah, I think it's
0: horrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like taking a knife and stabbing her between the ribs, basically. But that's how they force the bond on somebody. And then when they hum for their mate, that
1: completes the bond, right? Yeah, it
0: helps solidify the bond. It's like, okay, that's humming for me at this point is not nearly enough to make up for the fact that you stabbed me in the fucking ribs. (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah really i don't need more than a
0: fucking hum yeah
1: (laughs) yeah you better be the best fuck of my entire life ever if this is what you have to do to meet me you better be so worth it agreed
0: so they travel on sangle is really physically fucked up at this point. She got all sorts of messed up when he tackled her and then he stabbed her. The heat on his ash planet are like dehydrating her. Mm-hmm. She has heat so stroke. She, yeah, so she's all sorts of messed up. He had some of his warriors steal Mayala and bring her to the new camp with them so that she could still serve single. i don't yes. really see why the healers tell him to hum for Sangal and that will help nurse her to health and he ends up humming for her all night long i really liked this part because as soon as she wakes up she tells him <laughs> to stop humming yeah shut up so turn that noise off she wakes up the first thing she says is stop that sound mm-hmm. and it says it died away right then, replaced by Tawagi's hoarse voice. It is how we calm females and children. And Sango responds, I don't want to be calm because I was angry. And if that's not a fucking mood right there, yeah. where you're pissed and you're like, yeah. I don't want you to try to calm me down right now because I'm going to simmer in this anger. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I, I want to in this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm not ready for you to calm me down. I need to keep being pissed off for a while. That I was her mm-hmm. this whole scene. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Me too. So she's healed, but not completely. He needs to take her to a yoni to heal further. It's. I pictured them as like they say they're caves with some water, mm-hmm. like uh, with healing properties, minerals. Yeah, like hot springs and stuff. Yeah, that's what I was picturing me too when they're there Tawagi reveals his plan to get her with child as soon as possible so that the other warlords support his right to be a warlord himself he then goes on to say that he won't force her because soon enough she'll be begging for his seed because of the soul bond
1: yeah here we go again with the seed
0: Mm-hmm. yeah because of the soul <sighs> bond and then they refer to it in this book as going into heat but then it yeah, when just she... sounds like her period because it happens to her once a month yeah so. that's what it is when she's yeah. fertile mm-hmm. so he's basically like i can wait you out and you'll beg for it and then i won't have to take you and he even tells her like if i wanted to rape you i could have you were literally unconscious for a while so right yes of- like, oh, okay, well, I guess he does have a line that he won't cross. I'll stab you
1: with yeah. my tail,
0: but I won't stab you with my penis. <laughs> yes.
1: And he wants to make sure he knocks her up before Cato finds them because he knows if she's pregnant and there's a soul bond between them, he, Kato won't kill him. But if she's not
0: pregnant, he knows he's going to be killed. <laughs> but then... My note says this poor bastard can't stop humming for her because he just keeps (laughs) doing it unintentionally. Yes. He's not even trying to hum for her. And she keeps, they keep having these back and forth of her yelling at him to fucking knock it off and he just keeps doing it and getting in trouble it's actually kind of funny oh I'm sad Uh, (laughs) i know this poor guy they ride together for a while and discuss some things turns out that her nanites are faulty and she can't control them and therefore she was deemed unfit in that like warriors academy that you were mentioning earlier yeah
1: she failed her finals
0: that was embarrassing for her for sure Mm -hmm. they arrived
1: also isn't it also in this chapter that we find out that he has a knot like the mm, nagas possibly yeah his knot is getting bigger because he's super attracted to her through the soul bond to the point where he's dripping all over himself (laughs) yes so attractive (laughs) this is another reason (laughs) He's ha- you have to get stabbed between the ribs and then you have to deal with a knot. No, thank you. I'll join <laughs> a nunnery.
0: Or start this one hook- on
1: this ash planet.
0: <laughs> start one. <laughs> Population one. <Yeah. laughs> That's right, damn it. I'll be very devoted to this religion.
1: I'll save oh, yourself. God.
0: <laughs> i think she was going for like omega verse vibes here because he's got the knot he talks about the um what is it god damn it now i'm totally drawing a blank but the other thing that was in here oh the um fuck when she's bonds, like the, the tail no when walk. she's fertile her uh, uh, the heat being her in heat me. Yes, thank you. So they've got the heat, the knot, they've got the bonding. Like a lot of that is omega verse vibes. They just don't have the alpha and omega thing happening here. But I have a
1: but I have a hard time with that when they're this primitive, you know, the knot, the heat, the way all of it's approached, but they have incredible technology for Mm. me personally that's just a weird dynamic for me it's like how how did you evolve to get this technology but yeah but your body didn't evolve
0: yeah Yeah, your body didn't evolve okay all right okay so they do arrive at his tribe the tribe actually sleeps in a big tree that they call the mother tree i believe in hammock yes and all i (laughs) could think of
1: was what do you know? No. Avatar. Avatar? A- <laughs> oh. <laughs> Johnny Wise Miller. Uh,
0: Avatar, okay. the Mother Tree and the Sleeping in the Tree. I didn't think of Avatar at all when I was oh, doing this, funny. but it's actually been a really long time since I've seen that movie. So, oh, I I, just, don't, I watched it again and the because the okay. new one's
1: supposed to be coming out.
0: Yeah, my youngest, really wants to see it. She actually loves the Avatar movie. Well, but I'm sure so I'll does see your the grandma.
1: Make Perfect. sure I go. Make sure I go with you. I, I love okay. that movie. In fact, one of the last conversations I had with my brother was about that movie. About, you know, how he was concerned about that movie. And I said, what are you talking about? The movie's beautiful. It talks yeah. about the connection between, you know, all living things. And I go, it made me want to run away and become one of the people and he said that's exactly what i mean (laughs) so there's no running away and finding these people and everybody wants to go. Yeah, That's there's true. no
0: escapism. Yeah. Yeah. All right, go ahead. We're getting off topic. Yeah. That's okay. I could see that comparison. Okay. So they have this tree that they sleep in with hammocks, but then at the same time, he has special technology he uses to make a well to get water because they're in the middle of the desert. So even though they're kind of on the outskirts of everything, they still have water. So well, it's they, that- they
1: had they did have huts at one point, but he said they got Got, the huts got destroyed in a monsoon
0: so it's an ash planet but they have monsoons and they have a lot of solar flares because they have mm-hmm. to move on when the solar flares get too close to them so mother nature is a bitch on this planet for sure yeah no kidding and so am i <laughs> so at this point the main character has developed a plan of action she's going to map her location She's going to find the calm cube, steal the access code, and get the fuck out of there. And that is a direct quote. (laughs) Yeah. With her lady's maid. Her lady's maid is supposed to help her. So she wakes up the next morning in the hammock all by herself. She's rifling through some of the bags because she's trying (laughs) to find that calm cube. Mm -hmm. Okay. She finds a scrap (laughs) of fabric and she starts sniffing it. Mm Mm-hmm. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that turns out it was his jerk off rag, yeah. and she freaked out.
1: <laughs> That's not what I have. Uh, the, I wrote that she finds uh, she finds the rag. She thinks it's a disgusting cloth, but then she can't she can't stop herself from it going. Too close to her face and she's thinking what's wrong with her because
0: she's attracted
1: to the scent
0: right yes but then she, when she realizes why it smells so good that's when she kind of freaks out because she's like oh my god when we were sleeping in the hammock last night right next to me he was jerking off and now i'm holding the rag in my hand so like she likes this smell but she's also freaking out about it yeah because she's and- in total denial she keeps saying
1: i don't feel anything through this bond mm-hmm I- yes
0: She refuses the bond. I wanted to read a quote from Toagi when he realizes that she was touching that rag. He says to her, if you want to taste my seed, (laughs) tell me and I will stroke it straight onto your tongue, warm and thick. Holy fuck. Mm, Yeah. So yeah, he's he's very direct. (laughs) Very direct.
1: Yeah. That's the one thing I like about this type of character, is that they are so
0: direct Mm It's sexy, but it's shocking also. Yes, I agree. Okay. Uh, Sangle talks to Mayala about the humming. This was actually kind of sad when they talked about the humming a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Mayala says his hum is so untrained and degrading, it makes the Eustace howl in their dens (laughs) very poor. And then Sangol says, I told him not to do it anymore. And Mayala shrugs and says, females hum for children or when their mate is enraged. A male hums when his female is uneasy. And whenever she asks for it, Firati, it means hum for me. A good mm-hmm. mate will never refuse his hum. So that was kind of sad. She's saying like his hum sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah. Find out later why. Right? Mm-hmm hmm Okay. Yeah, right. that's
0: just even sadder, though.
1: Yeah, and she also, Myala also explains to her that he must be in agony because his knot is so swollen that, you know, even if he touches himself, he can only relieve himself a little. He cannot be fully relieved until they're mated. And also she says something about it's obvious because there's liquid stains on his loincloth. And that's my other question. Why... First of all, that's disgusting. And second of all, what the fuck? They can make a calm cube, but they're still living in loincloths? Get some I pants. Do. You don't even need a zipper, in my opinion. Just put on some fucking
0: pants that have, I don't know, Velcro. Drawstring. Where's your gray sweatpants, alien man? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, where are those? I don't maybe the loincloth is easier when you have a tail. I don't know. I don't get it. i don't I don't know either. Another thing I don't get, I need to point this out because it never comes back again in the book. And I don't mm-hmm. understand what the point of this was at all. But mm-hmm. Sankal thinks about how back home on earth, apparently she came from Earth. Yeah, she thinks that most people had faded mates coded into their DNA. Yes. And she says, as per genetic screening, mine had died in an accident when he was five. Yeah, thinks, what the fuck? Why? And then she thinks, what? apparently a soulmate just wasn't in the cards for me. Neither was family. To one warlord, I was an arrangement. To another, I was a pawn. What's the whole point of her bringing up the thing about having a faded mate back on Earth? Yeah, and this never poor person out of the... This- this
1: child dying at the age of five is horrible. Yeah. Very bizarre. Oh, and then also the this lady's maid is an endless source of important information to her because she explains that Jazal males usually send their mates away during a war to wait for them to come home because a bonded pair is... St- so close to each other that if one suddenly dies their mate may share in their death through the bond.
0: Yeah what's up with that?
1: I don't know. Of course I take half your soul. None of this mating sounds good. Don't be messing with my soul okay. (laughs) I do enough of messing with my
0: own soul but don't be stealing half of it. I need all the (laughs) grace I can get. They literally have to keep physical distance between one another because if one of them dies, the other one will get severely injured or messed up or, or die themselves. Die. Yeah, Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. Tawagi starts to suspect that Sangal is actually a plant from Katato. And he thinks that maybe she has transponder implanted in her skin and is using that to help Katato track down his tribe. So he starts yeah, to follow really her around f- and watch her. It's very far-fetched, is it not? I don't think it really entered his mind until another warrior in the tribe started mentioning it Mm -hmm. and she was playing nice a little too well. She wasn't putting up a fight at all. So he was like, Mm. Oh yeah, maybe you're right because she's not really like fighting to get out of here. She's doing all that because she wants to do her plan. So she is like doing her own spy thing, but it's not for the reason that, towagi things
1: yeah she's just trying to scout the area so that they can find landmarks and she and mayala can escape Mm -hmm. back to towagi
0: not towagi to uh kato yes so he starts following her around Mm -hmm. in the meantime a warrior named Yelim starts to pursue mayala she isn't really interested though because she had a mate and he died she's kind of like a shell of a woman and can't really think about taking on a new mate. So that's kind of a side story that's happening in this whole book. Uh, Sangle tries to search for the calm cube while Towagi is asleep. But he catches her. He ends up pouncing her and pinning her in the neck with that tail claw. He later apologizes for it because apparently he was almost like murdered twice while he slept so he's always on edge about that.
1: Yeah sad.
0: The chapter ends with this really sad quote about humming. They go to fall asleep in the hammock and he asks her is my hum truly jarring and her only response is I know nothing about hums and then he responds back neither do I. Mm Oh, Poor guy. (laughs) I know. So later on Tawagi's watching her because like we said, he follows her around everywhere. He ends up spotting her forming the nanites on her skin in intricate patterns doing like trees and plants and birds and like all this complicated stuff so he ends up confronting her and saying obviously your nanites are not broken because I've just watched you and she confesses that she can control them but not when other people are watching her she has like a very specific form of performance anxiety (laughs) (laughs) yeah and turns out the crushing burden of being a famous politician's daughter was too much for her and that's part of the reason why she failed the academy and this tense interaction actually strengthens their bond because they start to be honest with one another but she's Mm -hmm. still refusing to acknowledge it at all
1: yes she's constantly saying I don't feel anything I don't feel anything Mm -hmm. and his is getting stronger and stronger and he's thinking it's not going to work between
0: them because he feels the bond and she feels nothing he's almost driving himself insane because he's like I feel the bond so strongly how does she not feel anything it doesn't make sense meanwhile she does feel things she's just lying through her fucking teeth but yeah. right, i guess that's her survival method or something uh towagi ends up confessing how he became a warlord his father ended up bonding a second female to himself and so he was actually the bastard son of the warlord and so when he grew up his warlord father like didn't really have anything to do with him and he got a lot of grief from his what would that be like not even his stepmom so i don't know what you would refer to her as
1: his stepmom whether she wants to acknowledge <laughs> him or not <laughs> yeah <he's laughs> Ill. and th- that's the other thing i didn't understand if this soul bond is so freaking powerful is it his father took this woman Because she was in heat.
0: I don't think it ever said why he ended up taking another mate. But it was a big taboo thing for him to do.
1: It did say. They invaded a village. Yes. His mother was in heat. His father took her.
0: Got her pregnant. Ruined her life and his. Because nobody would accept him. Yeah. And he says that the bonding of a second female was a great sin. And it corrupted the bond to his Eurizaya beyond repair. And then there was nothing but hatred and torment through the bond.
1: Sad but true
0: okay but i did kind of like this interaction Mm -hmm. because now that he's confessing some stuff to her she's feeling more stuff through the bond so Uh she starts to feel something and she thinks a strange sensation gripped my chest dark and sad and void of love like an emptiness at my core without explanation my life had been filled with love so why would i suddenly feel this abandoned Unless this wasn't my emotion. So she starts to rub her chest and Tawagi says, what is it? And she goes, <laughs> she's so mean to him. She says, nothing, just um heartburn. Like <laughs> this poor guy. The first time she's finally like feeling the bond strongly and she says it's freaking heartburn. Then they end up getting a little bit closer because they both shared some things and they have a little bit of a cuddle session. Uh, I think you're muted right now because... Uh, I don't see you on the screen at all, so I don't know what's happening. Hello. Hi. Hey. (laughs) I'm just gonna go watch TV and you can finish. (laughs) (laughs) Did you you were muted? I don't know, right? I I don't know how I got muted. I don't know I was looking at my notes. So I don't know. Okay, that's fine. I just didn't want to continue on because I didn't know if I actually lost you or if you were just muting yourself. So I don't know. (laughs) I'm yeah, who knows, right? So Tawagi is (laughs) he wants to test the bond so Mm -hmm. he's talking to a friend of his she's like off doing something in the distance so he ends up taking like a knife and cutting himself in the arm and she ends up like flinching in the exact same spot and is in obvious pain and he thinks Bright warmth engulfs me from the inside out and my heart quickened. Who would have thought self mutilation would bring such (laughs) contentment? (laughs) Yes. Who would have thought later on, he tries to help her control her nanites. I don't really get this whole thing because to help, her control her wayward nanites he repeatedly stabs himself with his tail claw so that way she feels the pain on her body but he's trying to help her get her body or armor figured out
1: yeah he's trying to get her to trigger the nano protection Mm -hmm. and so because because she can feel his pain he's hurting himself
0: yes i'm not saying it's right i'm just saying (laughs) That's what I That's think. what he does, yeah. They do that with each other. He has her training with other warriors so that she can protect herself and get some more skills. Then they end up having like a little bit of masturbation time. This was interesting. At one point when they're having some like one-on-one time, I guess you could say. He thinks so he starts like fingering her and at one point it says uh, his tail No, I wrapped my tail around her middle and used the other to stroke seed to the tip of my cock. I dipped my finger in it, brought it to her mouth, and painted it across her lips. Taste me. Sweet, isn't it? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay, so they did that for a little while. Then... Of course, because all this sharing of emotions and seed and what have you, she starts to get some feelings for him, Mm -hmm. but she still won't admit it out loud. But in her mind, she starts plotting a way to save him. Her and Mayala go on a scouting mission because they're still have their like side plans. She ends up running across some dangerous creatures. I don't remember how they're described. I was just thinking of them as like tigers almost.
1: Yeah, that's what they're, they describe them as. They're kind of tigers. But that's the thing they run. Ride, isn't it no i don't so think for, so oh all right
0: Ma- i mean maybe i didn't put it in my notes and like i said i delete this from my brain when i'm done reading it <laughs> oh i get it okay all right towagi ends up helping them with these dangerous creatures because of course he's nearby because he's been watching everything she fucking does well and he, and he, he can feel off. it through the
1: bond right of course yes yeah he gets mad at her for endangering herself i think and so what does she start to do to
0: soothe him she's st- or she asked him to hum for her mm-hmm That's so I know me. I said hum for me damn it a good mate never denies his female mm-hmm. right Ferati. Yes. that's basically they're saying for hum for me mm-hmm. and he responds Ada Ferranu I hum for you Kunazai he whispered even as the purr-like sound vibrated beneath his ribs filling me with warmth from within I would never deny you my hum single all the time I want to hum for you when you fall to sleep when you wake up when you grow uneasy but of course she Please. changes the fucking side subject and she just says how did you find us she's so mean to him (laughs) yeah she
1: is because she does not want this because she feels a political obligation to fulfill her obligation to marrying the first warlord and keeping the peace and so she's fighting the bond between them tooth and nail
0: yes she really is but they end up uh going from this tense situation to having a mutual masturbation and their bond is so strong that not only does she feel his pain but now she can also feel his orgasms it's like okay that is one perk of the bond you don't usually hear about <laughs> yeah. Uh, she does end up going through her heat, but Tawagi never ends up fucking her, so she doesn't get pregnant. So now he's missed his opportunity to knock her up and well, secure she, his she, warlord status.
1: She makes a really good point with him saying, you know, you we would only be having a child used as a political pawn, and I don't want to bring a child into the world.
0: Well, she doesn't want to bring a child into the world for these reasons because she wasn't brought in agrees with her. Yeah he agrees with her and like obviously his upbringing wasn't that great because of his dad and his mom situation. But then she thinks about her childhood and how she was like she grew up in a loving family even though her parents had this rocky start to their relationship and she also says that Uh she was supposed to be like a bargain for freedom. So like okay was your childhood really that loving? I guess it's all relative I suppose. (laughs) It didn't start out
1: that way but because her parents I think fell in love it negates the beginning of their relationship yeah okay I guess that's what she's thinking. But if you oh, have a soul bond,
0: it sounds like you don't have a choice. You're going to... Yeah, if you're soul bonded, you're going to end up having those feelings with that other person anyways, right? Doesn't correct. talk about... That's what I thought. Any, yeah. Yeah, they don't talk about, like, rejected soul bonds in this book. So I think no matter well, the, what, very, you're going to fall in love.
1: Very briefly, Malaya, you know, there are women that reject the bond, and when she asks her, well, how do they do that? She says, well, they kill the ma- the males. <laughs> <laughs> mm. oh yeah Well, that's right. one that's one way to do it but <laughs> so, yeah once they works yeah once they've stabbed you in the
0: ribs it's too late is it not yes and then how do you kill them you'd have to have somebody kill them for you because you can't be next to them when you murder them well you kill them before they penetrate you and solidify the bond oh yeah okay i guess that makes sense
1: yeah you get them before anything happens Think clearly Mm. in these situations, Rachel, will you? You may need to know this in the future.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Damn it. I better be writing down some notes about this stuff. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So it's here that he ends up confessing what happened to his brother and why he killed his brother. Uh, Basically him and his brother were fighting. His brother got injured and he did kill his brother, but it was more like a mercy killing. Not that he wanted to kill him in like uh, cold blood. He gets really sad and she ends up humming a lullaby for him. Mm -hmm. that was really cute that was cute oh but then okay he ends up taking her to a random spot and ditching her and telling (laughs) her to hunt for him because why what was the point of that so he's trying to force the bond on her more and more and so the males hunt and chase the females to do the bonding and so he is trying to get her to do that to him to make the bond more solid i guess but she gets really pissed off obviously because she's like this motherfucker just left me in the middle of nowhere oh oh yeah plus she's not equipped to be on that planet okay so she finds him of course because she follows the bond and he's in one of those uh, yonis mm-hmm. and so they're in that pond thing they start yeah. to get a little sexy time happening she starts to feel a little scared and then he stops <sighs> because he's like why are you scared of me well, surprise! She's a virgin, and so she's not oh scared my of God. him. She's scared of the act itself and it being painful. So Ridiculous. He... <laughs> so he you know, that's t- my thing. I know. <laughs>
1: I'm like, you should have seen it. I'm surprised you didn't see my eyes roll when I read that.
0: No, I thought about that when I was reading this, how you were gonna hate that. yes. So so he takes her out of the pond. He goes down on her. He finally ends up having sex with her, but he's humming to her the whole time because it is a little uncomfortable for her. Mm -hmm. And then they both, of course, they both orgasm, and they feel each other through the bond, and now they're basically, like, together, and she's no longer denying the bond and she thinks you stole half my soul Towagi. and he responds and i would steal it again after courting you if i could i would steal your heart as well but i guess i'll have to earn it instead that was nice so that was cute it's official they're together okay so after they do all this they have sex for the first time he i guess he goes outside the yoni for some reason and he ends up getting attacked by one of katato's scouts but Sangal ends up killing that scout because she could feel the pain that Tawagi was in and she came to help there was a second scout there they end up capturing him and bringing him back to the tribe for information but on their way back to the tribe they see that the mother tree is burning mother tree is destroyed there's uh, the tree was destroyed because of natural causes. Like we said earlier, the solar flares that they keep having tribe then has to travel to find a new tree. Their conditions are dismal all the while they're doing that. They're also fleeing the approaching party from Katedo. Uh When the tree was on fire, Yelim got injured trying to rescue Mayala. Oh, and he lost yes. half of one of his horns. Yes, yeah, Because he's falling for her. Oh, he's fallen so hard hard for her broken widow is his like uh, bread and butter apparently <laughs> apparently so <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of the tribe members are starting to get sick, or they just appear to be really tired. They can't really figure out what's happening so far, but it's just really not good. Lots of bad things are happening to the tribe as a whole. Uh, they do end up finding another tree though, and they end up having oral sex and regular sex in the hammock in the new tree. It's very like, are you not exhausted at this point? You're not too exhausted yeah. for oral and sex. Apparently, not. Yeah. <laughs> then she's like we only have like two hours to sleep so yeah. let me come for you so you can rest so like does this bitch not need rest at all herself i guess not she's pretty self-sacrificing through the whole book uh, yeah i guess so the next morning Myala is still resting which is kind of weird because she's usually up really early turns out yes. mayala is sick and there is an outbreak now in the tribe of something called jalzar ice fever yeah this uh, tribe needs
1: some sprinkle some holy water over itself they've <laughs>
0: they have had
1: just one freaking burn some sage or something <laughs> I cannot believe all the bad shit that is happening to them all of a sudden. Maybe this Xiangle is uh, <laughs> jinxing them. Because they seem to have been functioning fine up until she arrived. And then everything in the world has gone wrong. Well, and
0: it's not just that. But apparently they had an outbreak of this a couple months ago. But then... Yeah. Talks about how a big disturbance can cause a second flare up. So, okay, it turns out humans are immune because they get three vaccines and they get immune from this thing. Why would they need to be immune from Jalzar ice fever? I have no fucking clue because they were from <laughs> Earth. Okay, right. She's fully vaccinated against this. The Locky. Jalzar are not because they've been Maybe dealing with the- this thing for 10 years and mm-hmm. I, it's, it's ridiculous. Blo- people are. D- People
1: died when they had it before. They lost several of their tribe members. And now they have it again. But then it it's also their talks form of of what what is it that we're dealing with now?
0: Oh, yeah, okay. But it talks about how they need a booster every moon. So that the tribe can stay healthy from this Jalzar ice fever. But if he's the, like, disreputable warlord of this tribe, how are they getting the fucking boosters? Yeah, and isn't each moon a month? So every month they need a booster? Come on. Here it's every month, but they never talk about, like... Solar patterns on that planet. So I don't know. True. But then, of course, Sangle can help them because she understands the medicine. Because, like you were saying earlier, she's some sort of like test baby for all this shit that was happening. Oh, and then her mom was one of the first humans to ever get this vaccine. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. But then, how was her mom one of the first humans to ever get the vaccine for this? But then Tawagi talks about how they've been dealing with this thing for only 10 years. Doesn't really make sense. The timeline doesn't that really is a there. Yeah,
1: that's an excellent point. And what is she, she have to get inoculated for everything in the possible universe? Because this wasn't even on the planet Earth.
0: <coughs> I just jumped on I'm my sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my but God. But it's true I'm, because it's, oh, sorry. it says how she came from Earth. So how now she's on this ash planet, but she already has the three vaccine. I don't know. I don't want to talk about forced vaccines anymore though. Can we just move on? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right. It's hitting me too close to home. (laughs) Oh my God. Stop it. Oh gosh. Okay. So Tawaki ends up making a plan to have Sangle removed from him because like i said they have to have physical distance between each other in case one of them dies because he's come up with a plan that he's going to surrender to katato in exchange for the tribe getting help because they're having this medical emergency but yeah of and course, if
1: he, he leaves her there and goes to Cato, isn't he gonna be far
0: enough away from her why does he have to have her removed i mean i would think so but what do i know uh She's okay. got her own plans, though, to go to Katato for help. The tribe is getting worse and worse. A Yale. Yelam ends up forcing the bond on Mayala and humming for her to get better because she was so sick she was dying. Mm. Apparently forcing the bond on females is just something they do. Yeah. He ends up stabbing her and then he thinks, I actually kind of liked this. Throughout the sun and the moon I will hum for you. Hum for you until you hiss and snarl. Call me a brute for (laughs) what I've done and yet I would have chased you down on your next heat, anyways. He basically says like you're mine and I would have bonded you eventually anyways. Yes. Yeah. So it was kind of cute. And then he thinks he's not sure if his hum can heal her, but he says dying is painful and a lonely business. My hum eases her pain and our bond will hopefully allow her to draw from my strength.
1: Aww.
0: Yeah. Because She's that's history. what happened can
1: be. And hopefully he won't, if she were to die, he's hoping he, you know, then does he have to worry about dying? I have too many questions or I'm just a bitch. I don't know which it is.
0: <laughs> well, he also says this was really sweet too yellam has a lot of really sweet lines in this book yeah he's he thinks about how he's not certain that the bonding will work because she's been bonded in the past and he says Mm -hmm. her mate left a void in her soul good thing i have only one horn now takes less room Easier to make myself fit into whatever mold he's left behind so I can fill her missing pieces. He's got me swooning a little bit there. Tawagi and Sangle end up exchanging I love yous at this point. Which they might as well because their tribe is fucked and they have no time to waste. Tawagi rides for the wasteland in search of help. Sangle realizes that the captured scout is missing and that Tawagi... Is not actually going to the wastelands. He's actually going to Katato to surrender. When Tawagi gets there, he does surrender to Katato. He begs him for help. Katato ends up like beating the shit out of him, stabs him a bunch of times. Oh, God. And really fucks him up. He ends up offering his choice of execution style. And Tawagi says that he prefers to have his throat slashed. Uh, I should Katedo- have said old age. <laughs> that was not one of his two (laughs) options (laughs) oh okay sorry katato is about to slit his throat when of course sangle arrives on her mount horse whatever thing she was riding Mm -hmm. she ends up begging katato and then her father was there also she ends up begging both of them for mercy katato agrees but they have to convince now the other warlords that are there Because, of course, this is a political uh, disaster, her kidnapping. Yeah. Everyone eventually agrees to the plan for mercy, and they make Tawagi a warlord in his own right. And a couple smaller things happen, and they do eventually get their happily ever after. The end! <laughs> the end! <laughs> Quick, second! I massively summarized the last two chapters of this book, but, you know, long story short, that's mm-hmm. what happens. So, what did you think of this book?
1: I hate to say it, but I didn't like
0: it. Okay. There were some
1: things in it I did like. I mean, I thought the idea of uh, the soul bond was different, and and interesting i like the fact that warriors could use these nano as armor um and the fact that Ta- tiagi had the calming effect on her a lot of this book to me just dragged and it seemed like she was denying 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 their bond and all of a sudden she stopped denying and it was on
0: mm, okay
1: i probably would only give this one dry pair of panties.
0: Okay. Interesting. And you, um, well, I'm a big whore for purring. So <laughs> oh God, <laughs> a lot of this book for me was helped because he did hum The whole humming thing I liked. I did like the characters. This book was pretty short. It was only about 250 pages long. It was good, but it wasn't like fantastic. But I didn't hate it. So I guess I'd give it like three panties. Wow. Like there were things that I liked. There was a lot of quotes in here. I did a lot of highlighting of quotes that I really liked. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of liked the side thing of Yellim and Mayala. I did like Uh, them.
1: I I agree with you there. I did like their characters together Mm -hmm. and the fact that she in the beginning hated Tiagi for stealing Singal and through the chapter she ends up starting to understand him more and respect him more and realizing he's actually a good guy mm-hmm. i didn't like that the development of that
0: yeah so overall like i read it pretty quickly it was pretty good i did not like i said i did not like the stabbing thing with the tail oh for god the bonding yeah that actually like it took me a, quite a bit of chapters to get over that and i only really kind of got over it because i really like the mate bite so I'm like this is kind of their version of the mate bite i guess so i'm like i could kind of forgive it but for the most part i didn't like that like she didn't want it it sounds really painful not great
1: yeah i realize there's a couple of things in books that apparently uh, instant turn off to me besides the virgin thing it's Mm -hmm. a knot okay i'm like that fuck that don't even come near me i'll kill you stabbing (laughs) (laughs) with a hole in this the side of her chest I feel oh, like it's yeah. you're being forced into this and it's not where there's the checking in for permission. It's the mm-hmm. I'm overwhelmed with
0: a hormonal rage and I have to take you. So bam, I've, I've got you. The only thing that kind of saved that for me, because I felt the same way about that, mm-hmm. was the fact that for the actual sex part of it, was the opposite extreme of the like, I'm not going to touch you until you beg for it. I personally don't like that in books. But mm-hmm. in this book, you almost have to do that, because otherwise, how do you forgive him for stabbing her if he's not then giving her consent permissions for other things that happen? i True. They're not my favorite, you know, tropes Mm -hmm. or things that happen in books, I should say. But they Uh kind of worked here because they offset one another. I'm not about the babies in books. So I'm really glad that she never got pregnant in this entire book. Oh, yeah. That's like, that's a thing for you. God, surprise babies just fucking barf. No. That's how I feel about virgins. It's like we're (laughs)
1: centuries beyond where we are now. We have intergalactic travel but fucking women are still valued about the mm-hmm. fact that they're a virgin and untouched
0: and clean it's like fuck all that and I will say that there is no epilogue in this book so you don't get the usual epilogue of oh now it's a year later mm-hmm. and they have yeah. the baby and they're happy because now they have a baby which can we just not have epilogues like that either like there's plenty of couples who don't have kids and they're perfectly happy like we right, don't need the like happy, more <laughs> yeah, happy then <laughs> definitely <laughs> having more sex because they don't have a right. fucking newborn, but whatever. Oh my god, yeah! All right, so all right, so that's how we felt about this book. Our next book is I'm excited for this, and I hope. We Like it because I've read other books by this author and I like her stuff. Um, the book is called For the Hope of a Crow by T.S. Joyce.
1: I know I've read something else by this person, but for life of me, I couldn't remember what it was. Do you know what it was? Uh, she's first- got
0: about 7,000 shifter books, so oh, okay, I couldn't one couldn't of even those,
1: then. yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for this book too because because it's very different. It's about crows and crows, a crow shifter, and crows always freak me out anyway. I always talk to them when they're in the yard, when they're cawing, when they're on the neighbor's roof and they're screaming at me. I'm like, my neighbors must think I'm insane because I'm like, what, what do you want? (laughs) <laughs> and it, you that's know funny. they watch me in the garden i told you my crow story right about how to get crows out of your yard
0: you have told me this story before but it makes me laugh that you talk to crows because i also talk to crows but i oh my like god crows. do you crows are my favorite birds so i just talk. i like them so <laughs> oh i do like them that's why i talk to them
1: okay i'm like check out what i've done to this garden do you like
0: it are you okay what do you think of it yeah, yeah that's, funny. that's funny i talked to a lizard the other day there was a baby little tiny like the <gasps> smallest baby lizard i've ever seen and i was trying to move one of the trash cans this was like i guess it was a week ago and i was trying to move the trash can and the little baby was in the way and i like i stopped and he wasn't moving and i was like okay baby lizard you gotta move <laughs> like, in oh, that's, <laughs> that's how I killed
1: the lizard I didn't know it was under the they mm. were living under the garbage can yeah. and I rolled over I, yeah it was horrible I had Sad. to call my neighbor and say oh my god I killed a lizard I can't look at it or touch it please get rid of it
0: <laughs> did you yell out lizard when you saw the baby lizard no I don't yell out lizard like you do
1: <laughs> oh no, I yeah I have to.
0: Every time you see one. I do. Every time I see one. It's like making the sign of the cross. Protection. You do that with lizards. The thing that I do that I can't not do, like I physically have to, is every time I see a snap dragon, I have to snap it and make it yeah. So, I mean, we each have our quirks. What is wrong with us? We
1: talk to crows.
0: We yell at lizards. I mean, if dragons. you're not snapping snapdragons and making them roar, <laughs> you're really missing out. In well, life. you know, you've ruined it for me. Every time
1: I go in the nursery now and I see a flat of snapdragons, I start cracking up and have to walk away. Because but I you just don't make think,
0: them roar? I'm very <laughs> disappointed.
1: <laughs> well, you don't yell at lizards, so I don't know what to tell
0: you. <laughs> Every, yeah, I don't care me where out. I am. I do it and I roar every time, and I always get looks by bystanders, but I don't give a fuck because you just have oh
1: to. No. <laughs> I'm glad I have empowered you as a woman to go out in the world and not give a shit what people think because <laughs> there's nothing more freeing in the world than not giving a fine fuck. Like, I, I got in this, I'm just going to tell you this real quick. You can it. Okay. I got into this thing on Facebook where, you know, this woman. Found a little dog that looked very much like boo to me. And it was okay. overheated and it was a mess and it had no collar, didn't wasn't chipped, its nails were growing into its paws practically. And she's like, I don't know where this girl lived because she called a cop and the, to come get the dog. You get arrested. That's for weird that here. Yeah. So I have no idea. It must be a very slow town. So the cop came and got the dog, and she ends this Facebook post about. I hope that he gets returned to the owner. And I said, Well, I hope he doesn't because everything you're describing is horrible. It sounds like the dog is neglected. Is I, you mm-hmm. know, said I have Boo, and but they found Boo the same way. His nails were almost into his paws, and his he had a skin disease so bad that he practically was bald. Ooh. I got slammed by so many Pollyannas uh, you know I could not believe it you're jumping <laughs> to conclusions you don't have the right to jump to conclusions and I I finally answered this woman I go you know what's awesome being me and I can jump to anything I want <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah you don't even know me you know why don't we all just join hands and sing kumbaya all the time Mm -hmm. don't don't post things like that if you're i'm entitled to my own opinion and my opinion is this dog was neglected oh yeah
0: they just want
1: clingerons and yes Yes. they don't want opposing opinions they do not that's exactly it it's like well then you better not admit me to any group well
0: i just want people that will snap snapdragons with (laughs) me so
1: (laughs) Yeah, maybe you need to start a group of your own that does the, that. The Snapdragon Society. Yeah, there you go. Well, there's all kinds of flower societies. I'm sure there is a Snapdragon Society,
0: <laughs> and all we do is go around and fuck with people's. <laughs> <snapdragon>. <laughs> Oh my god you have your garden (laughs) meetings
1: on strangers front lawns that are growing snapdragons (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah look at this one and then you've got your daughter doing it now well yeah because I always did it for the girls when they were younger I always showed them how to snap the snapdragons
1: what oh my god yeah you did it for the girls okay we'll go with that yeah what an excuse
0: okay (laughs) (laughs) let's let's be real (laughs) Okay, so I did it and they observed. <laughs> your kid will be
1: 22 and you'll be pretending like you're snapping the Snapdragon for the, the your kid.
0: No, and I do. All-
1: even- Mom, stop.
0: Well, she does that now. They all do that. But I do it when I'm by myself. I even do it when my husband's there. He gets so embarrassed, but I don't care.
1: <laughs> like- oh, my God. That's hilarious. Well, it's not like you... Are you singing a song to the Snapdragon? Or are you just quietly snapping the Snapdragon?
0: I mean, dragons don't sing. This isn't Puff the Magic Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> they roar. That's hilarious. Yeah, you gotta snap them. You snap them and go roar, roar. Oh, you do? <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't know you were doing the roaring part. I, li- I literally ever... snap them, and as their mouth
1: opens, I roar. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, you are insane. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised for as many times as he's been over here, he hasn't heard me scream out lizard. I'm very surprised.
0: I'm sure he has. I'm sure
1: he has. Now I know where Rachel gets it with those stupid snapdragons. Yes. (laughs) We're not boring, that's what I tell people. You know what? At least we're not vanilla and boring,
0: yeah. And if anybody is now inspired to snap dragons and, yeah, please, <laughs> please let me know because I would love if you take nothing else away from this podcast, yeah, please figure out how to snap the snap dragons and make without them hurting vocal. them. You can, yeah, you can not
1: hurt them, and then also talking to crows and yelling at lizard when you see them, <laughs> lizard, yeah. <laughs> I have to Yeah, I, I have to do that because they freak me out. I have such a rush of adrenaline. I don't know. They just they move so fast. I think that's it. It creeps mm-hmm. me out. I have
0: to channel that adrenaline somewhere. Makes sense. Okay then. All right. <laughs> okay. Well on that note, yes. on that tangent from the crow book we're doing next week to everything Mm -hmm. we just said yeah i guess we should go before we get disconnected again yeah we've been talking uh it looks like 16
1: minutes which is a record for us lately
0: i know my total (laughs) call is an hour and a half but you got seven times so (laughs) uh all right oh see we jinxed ourselves because i lost her so that's the end of the episode y'all until next time thank you for listening to the bonded books podcast You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com, and check the show notes for a link to all of our social media.